The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Oh, some incredible games of footy this weekend, Will. Excellent round of footy. Could there have been any more nail biters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> maybe a couple more. One or two. <laughs> You're looking a bit flat, actually. Oh, mate. If I got flat every time Brisbane lost, I'd spend my life as oh, a bloody pancake. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, I'm a Collins supporter. You're a Brisbane supporter. You are. But you're, 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 not, you're looking a bit uh, dusty yourself. Yeah, well, I, I stayed up all night last night watching the Chappelle Corby coverage. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. How about that girl that was uh, strapped to <laughs> strapped. the back of the ute? <laughs> Whose idea do you reckon that was? I reckon it might have been hers. Oh, she was just, yeah, look, strap me in and we'll just ride through the streets of Bali. Yeah, this will be great footage. <laughs> Going look, above and beyond for the course. It looks so silly. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Now, we're off topic. Uh, what have we got on today, MJ? Well, we've got Aaron Chen coming up. He's the man at the centre of the huge controversy around ABC2's broadcast of the football. Yep. Now, this is an exclusive interview. Exclusive? It was leadingnews.com.au earlier in the week. Oh. We're going to take you behind the scenes of, scenes of how it unfolded. We're the best journalists in the country. That's coming up next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will. Yes. We sort of managed to inject ourselves into a story that unfolded <laughs> during the week, quite accidentally. Yeah. But it revolved around ABC2's, well, honestly, terrible coverage of Liverpool versus Sydney FC. Yeah, it was a train wreck. Cringeworthy train wreck from the ABC. And the man at the front and centre of that was a bloke called Aaron Chen. Yeah. Who we've found out since is a comedian. Yeah. Um, and was sent into the crowd by ABC2. And we came in on Thursday morning after watching the coverage on Wednesday night going, is, was this guy kidding? Yeah. Is he a Norman Gunston style comedian? Yeah. Or is he just the world's most awkward person? And I think it was a bit of a combination of the three. <laughs> there was so, a Venn diagram. Yeah. He's somewhere in the middle so of the three. Right, right in that middle. <laughs> a nice little Chevrolet little shape. If for some reason you missed Aaron Chen's performance at halftime during Liverpool and Sydney FC, here's a bit of it now. Hello. Now you'd think people might see the funny side of that. Well, I thought it was like at the time when I was watching, I thought it was incredibly obvious that he's clearly just taking the piss. But it demanded statements from the FFA. The, the, they <laughs> they condemned the coverage. The FFA came out slamming it. Les Murray was filthy. Robbie Slater. Yeah. Oh, oh he was dirty. He was absolutely filthy with so, it. So we managed to get in touch with Aaron Chen. And we were the only ones. Only ones that got in touch with him. It was incredible. To hear his side of the story. Yeah. And then... It was a story that had to be told. It had to be told. So we got him on and we didn't give him any warm-up or anything. I was expecting him to play a straight bat. I was expecting him to just come out and say, oh, yeah, I didn't realise people would be so upset. I was just yeah. trying to have a bit of fun. Yeah. And next minute he's doing poems for us. And here's, here's a bit of that chat um, as it unfolded on Thursday morning with Aaron Jen. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Now, can you let us know how it came about that you ended up front and centre on ABC2's coverage of the football well, I, I'm actually I'm actually a big fan of snooker. I love um I love the game and um actually a lot of people are saying that I was trolling and stuff like that. But that's not true. I was there in two thousand eight when Australia qualified for the two thousand nine World Cup against Uzbekistan and um I was there uh, at the A League grand final with uh, Dwayne Yak, um when Sydney F C won the first ever um one. So I d I'm um like if I could afford it, I would love to be a Sydney supporter and sit in the cave. And so I, I, I love the game. I love snooker, man. There's been some very harsh feedback. I don't know if you, because you've been replying to a few punters that have been 
hitting you up on social media, but even some big time sports uh, pundits like Les Murray, he said that uh, he missed the coverage, but he's glad he did. And Robbie Slater was very, very harsh in his criticism. How how, how does that sit with you? Well, um, I actually would love to do a poem about how I feel about um, Lee Murdoch and um, Robin Flacker. Um, <laughs> Robin Flacker, I'm your number one backer. <laughs> Lee Murdoch, you're you're my hero, and I love you. And please, everyone who wants to um, do anything dangerous to themselves because of the coverage last night, I'm so sorry. And um, if you need to call me, um, please um, please message me on Facebook, and um, I'll give you my number immediately. Um, and that's the poem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was he joking, Will? I don't know. He, he was in. He was completely in character. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, I, I don't know where Aaron Chen starts and stops. No. The man and the character. It was just funny beforehand. I was just, mm. uh, oh, hey guys, yeah, no, I'll have a quick chat. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Next minute launches into poetry and apologies, and that story. Oh. Our interview was lead story on news.com.au all day Thursday. It went everywhere. I think we were the leading journalists in Australia that I think day. so. I think we were. It was it was us and Chappelle Corby. That's right. Everyone covering Chappelle. Yeah, all the journalists were distracted with Chappelle while we came in and just went bang with Aaron Chant. Yeah, we hit the real issues. Now, what Thursday. was some of the feedback like on Facebook? The feedback, I think we've been uh, single-handedly responsible for for turning Aaron Chen's profile in Australia. Well, the headline think, literally was Australia's most hated man. Yeah, the headline on this Fox Sports Australia article is Australia's most hated man <laughs> responds, which I think is very over the it's top. Bit, uh, who do you think is Australia's most hated man? Um, Koshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm no arguments here. Sorry, I just have to throw a name out. Sorry, Koshi. Um, but yeah, the, most of the feedback has been very complimentary. This man yeah. is a legend. Mm. Um, that comment was left by Brendan Fister. It's spelled P-F-I-S-T-E-R. The Fister? Yeah, the Fister. And someone's okay. responded to him, I'll take your word for it, even though your name sounds like an Audi brand of Viagra. <laughs> so now the, t- the feedback are turning against themselves. <laughs> they're turning on each other. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Aaron Chen, his brand's flying at the moment. Absolutely. And it was um, it was great to speak to him. And if you want to hear that full interview, it's up on our Facebook page, Will and MJ, or you can check out the Greenfield Post Facebook page because we are Australia's number one journalist now. I really encourage everyone to do it. It's, it's something to behold. It's one of the weirdest six and a half minutes. I've ever been a part of. Yeah, someone on our video said it was the most bewildering piss take of all time, which I think <laughs> just sums up the whole situation. We should have that in the poster of this show. <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. MJ, the best newsbreakers in the business. Yeah, that's right. There were fears over there in the West that Josh Kennedy injured his Achilles in their loss to GWS. Yep. Um, the good news is it looks like it is his calf. So yep. he, he should be back after the bye, according to coach Adam Simpson. So that's good news because Achilles would have put him out for 12 months. That's good. No, I'm just picturing you as uh, standing up there with your your clipboard <laughs> against the giant wall there. <laughs> just the best newsbreaker. Yes, that's right, Will. That's uh, <laughs> some great news out of Perth. Oh, who, who are you taking the piss out of there, Will? Oh, no one in particular. Uh, there's been some, uh, now that we've, now that we're talking footy. Yeah. There's been some good games this weekend. The Geelong Port and the Sydney Hawthorne were both. And Collingwood Brisbane jumps to mind straight away. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm a Collingwood supporter. You are a Brisbane supporter. So I look forward to the day that our clashes against each other will be uh, high-scoring spectacles once again. It's uh, going to be a long time. It's going to be a while. I think you should just look forward to a win, to be honest, as a Brisbane supporter. I'm so glad we won early. We won in round one. Mm. And I think that's really... If we were still winless at this point in this season, which is very, very likely, it could have yeah, it could have easily so happened. You only just beat GWS. Two, no, two um, points. Gold Coast. Yeah, two points up there on the Gold mm. Coast. So 
I'm ver- I'm just stoked we've got that one in the bag. Yeah, but yeah, we're we're okay today. We we should have been the margin flatters us a bit to be honest. But uh, now you're just watching your coach Chris Fagan's press conference. Anything yep. out of that? Now I wanted to show you this. So this is Chris Fagan speaking after the Lions lost to Collingwood, and we took 15 players under the age of 22. So he this is where he started to wax lyrical about the team. We also don't ignore the. The, the areas where they need to improve. So that, that's the sort of environment you have to create as you, as, you, as you rebuild a list. I mean, sort of a little bit like the story of the three little pigs, you know? Stop with it. So now, now that you've heard that, he's quoted the three little pigs. Where do you think he was heading? So he's, how Brisbane is like... <laughs> You're so baffled. I'm trying to think of the story of the three little pigs. There's a wolf. Oh, uh, lots of... Lots of huffing and puffing. Lots of huffing and puffing. Everyone was a bit tired. They're a bit drained. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was referring to the fact that our forward line is just a pack of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course that's it. No, that's not it either. Here's what, here's what he meant. Trying to build a house of bricks that's going to last for a long time. Ah. That's going to take us a, a period of time. Trying to build a house of bricks. Yeah. So it's more we want a stable foundation for the future. Ah, uh, okay. Not and a bad simile. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's I much s- prefer your version. Simile. Yeah, I think that is a simile. Yeah, the, f- the forward line's a bunch of sticks. But, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the weekend's footy besides uh, watching my team. But what has caught your eye this weekend, MJ? Uh, I just saw a video <laughs> online tonight. Over in Adelaide last night, it was tumultuous downpours yep. throughout most of the game. Torrential. Torrential. And uh, what Adelaide ended up 100-point victors. 100-point on the dot. So I don't think Frio handled the wet well. I think that's fair to say. Has there been a less impressive team to be in the top eight than Fremantle? Are they in they're, the top eight at the minute? They're 6-4 with a percentage of 81. It's unheard of. God. Yeah. It, it, this season is crazy. Yeah. You, I, I've, I'm, I've just figured, like, at this point, anything could happen. Yeah, like next week, like if the Giants went over to West Coast, well, West, West Coast could have won by eighty, and I wouldn't have been shocked. Yeah, just, nothing can shock you anymore. Yeah. Collingwood's one game out of the eight. Oh, everyone's one game out of the eight. I think we might be. <laughs> Even Brisbane. I think I think Brisbane are the only team that aren't one game out of the eight. You'd see the the betting odds yeah. for uh, the Premiership, and it's just like everyone's sort of there's a plateau, and then it just yeah. dips, and like, then Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane plummets yeah. to us. But yeah, the, yeah, what were you saying about the Adelaide game? Well, so at Adelaide Oval, you mm. can get tickets where you can watch the game from up on the roof. Do you have to pay for that? Or is I it think like so. A, it's like it's, oh really? It's like the Sydney Harbour Bridge Walk. Yeah. Except you go onto the roof at Adelaide Oval. Is that really a good view? Well, I don't I, know. Well, people pay to do it. They oh, seem to like it. I was at the top of the, the G, like at, at, uh, in the seats, obviously. Mm. But you get to see the game pretty well, but you're so far from the action. Well, I think it's, a, a, you know, more about, you know, the experience. Yeah, and it's get, a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, a bit of a gimmick. The but, novelty. And, and there's not much to do in Adelaide. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they may, you know, let them have it. But so, That's the real issue. Yeah, you'd think OH&S may have cancelled the roof walks, you know, when there's that much rain coming down. Because it was pissing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, they didn't. So what happened? Well, in this video on Facebook, some blokes Snapchatted the fact that there's <laughs> six blokes up, or six people up on the roof watching. Have a li- this is some bloke in Adelaide. Have a listen to his reaction of people doing the roof walk in the pouring rain. So, <laughs> he's just so happy they're having a shit time. They're just up on the roof as it's pouring down, forced to watch the football for four quarters. <laughs> 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 
How good is he? He sounds like Wario. I could listen to him all day. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. We'll play that again later in the show. Oh, we have to. Uh, and it's time for... Will and MJ's Serious News. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious News. Ooh. You've come in tonight and said, I've got something that needs covering. Yep. Not many news outlets around the world are covering it. I, you, but re- you said it's of huge importance. I really haven't checked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're going to cover it. Yeah. It's not that serious. What is it? It's just an interesting story. Okay. I think this this uh, little segment's just become an excuse for us to uh, <laughs> discuss things that aren't sport. That's probably right. Okay. NASA have announced a 2022 mission to explore an asteroid. Mm. Uh, so far, you don't seem interested. No, no, I'm sort of interested. But this massive hunk of space rock is home to precious metals worth so much they could crash the world economy. Intrigued? I am intrigued. You should be. So this is an asteroid out in the middle of space somewhere. There's just a floating hunk of nickel and platinum and gold and iron. All in this one asteroid? Yep. And NASA want to go up with a big net and bring it back. But then what do you do when... when, uh, Gold is no longer valuable. Well, because there's so much gold. Because we've just got a a lifetime worth of gold in this one big rock. But how do they bring it back? Look at a tow bar or something. I'm not sure, but all I'm interested in is the inevitable feature film. That sounds like a great movie. And I think it's going to be starring Bruce Bruce Willis. Willis. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really on the cards. You can cast anyone else, but as long as Bruce Willis is involved. Bruce Willis is involved doing a reverse Armageddon. Aerosmith back for the soundtrack? Maybe he should play the same character where he's a druid. He died at the end of Armageddon. Oh, he did too. But they, they'll, be, they'll, Bring fig- they'll find they'll a way. It it's Michael Bay. It's not, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'll work it out. <laughs> but he's still like, he's the same driller. So, yeah. So what they go he up there and... drilling and they so, turned him into an astronaut. Well, does that article in front, does it go into detail about how this big asteroid is going to get back here? Oh, no. Oh, it probably does. I've, look, I haven't really read <laughs> <laughs> The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, Will. Yep. You've been putting in some long hours this week. Yep researching a sport that I'd never heard of before, would you mind telling everyone what it is? Now, what did you think it was called? Mini golf. It's not mini golf. That's just such a slap in the face to professional putt-putt players. The sport is putt-putt. What's the difference between mini golf and putt-putt? Mini golf is bullshit. Mini golf has windmills. Oh, hang on a minute. And and animated clowns and moving Mm. parts and little rivers. Bridges. and and, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like good fun. Yeah, that's not a sport. Then what's putt-putt? That's a hobby. Putt-putt is a sport. It is a grueling sport that takes training and it takes persistence and concentration. And there are some of the best athletes in the world on the PPA so, circuit. So besides the clown heads and the rivers and the... Yeah. Well, how does it differ? Putt-putt is played on 18 uniform holes. Yeah. Anywhere you go in the world and mm. in the PPA circuit, on the tournament circuit, yeah. every hole is identical and there's little is shapes. Is that right? And you've got to avoid the same obstacles every time. So mm. everyone is going into a... Putt putt game, yeah. Knowing how they're going to hit the ball, and there's uh, there's a lot of lingo and terms and stuff that become part of the game. And mm. I, this sport came to my attention this week because this video on Reddit popped up from the 1982 PPA. Uh, <laughs> What's a PPA? <laughs> the Professional, Professional Putters, Putters Association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And this is a clip. they're legit, are they? This is a clip from the quarterfinal match in 1982 for the what I think is the Masters of. 
of putt putt, like the Augusta of putt putt. Yep, between Jim Jim Borshelton and Daryl Haddon, and here we go. You'll you'll hear how eighties it sounds at the very start. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Charlotte, North Carolina for the PPA National <laughs> Championship Finals. Eight of the finest putters in the world competing for a $10,000 top prize. Good to have you Whoa. with you once again. This ten is a tough par putt here. He needs this to keep the match even at number 10. Tough putt. Beautifully done. It. Down over the incline and then up to the plateau and back door and in. <laughs> He's back to Ten grand in the eighties wouldn't have been. It's not bad with inflation. Big collect there in the PPA. <laughs> yeah, and the crowd goes mild. What, there what's backdoor back it in mean? Uh, that's part of the lingo. Okay, backdoor. You know, that's yeah. when you. I think you, you get it off the back of the wall and it bounces. Bounces back in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got to be very Makes good sense. at your backdoors. Yeah. But what has come to my attention? Mm. I, I after watching this video, I watched eight minutes of this thing. I was just fascinated by mm. it. It seemed like a sport I really wanted to exist here because I feel like I'd I'd be a spectator. Of putt putt. I've always loved putt putt. Mm. Well, I was a fan of mini golf, but I've realized putt putt is my calling. Yeah, this is the serious. This is my niche. Mm. And so I watched this documentary on a mm. guy, Rick Baird. Now, in in uh, the every year, mm. thirty thousand people bowl a perfect round of bowling. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, what three hundred points in Three, bowling? Yeah. Yep. Thirty thousand. That's not a big deal. That's a anyone. I could do that in my sleep. Anyone can do that. Yep. That's easy. There have been 23 perfect pitching games in the MLB in baseball. In history. 23 in history. In history. 23. Okay. So not that rare. Mm -hmm. There's been 11 triple crown winning horses. Yeah. So I'm getting The last one rarer. was only, I think, last year. Yep. Was it California Chrome or? Oh, look, uh, this isn't, <laughs> you're hijacking my, <laughs> my Yeah, but, that, but um, with the, Ameri the triple crown, there was a big gap of about 30 years and I think it was oh, American okay. Pharaoh. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Just it's showing off your sports. A bit of trivia there. Very good. Yeah, very well. And... Do you want to know how many people have hit a perfect 18 in putt-putt? Perfect 18 in putt-putt. 18 holes in one. How many? Four. Whoa. In its history. In the history in, of this sport. In the history of putt-putt. In the history of American putt-putt on the PPA circuit. Wow. So one of those people is Rick Baird, and we watched mm. this documentary, and mm. I showed, uh, sh you saw me watching. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't care less. But, yeah. <laughs> but that I wanted to bring it up, and I think Rick Baird, is the perfect person that we should try and get a hold of. Well, now you've explained to me how the difference of between putt-putt and mini-golf. You're I'm invested. I'm slightly more invested now. Yep. I'm excited by the fact that only what, four people in history have ever done it. Well, I've got the stats here. So When was the last one the first, to do it? The first one was Warren Morris in Orlando, Florida in 1973. Yep. And then John Napoli in 1979 on a local course. Yep. He uh, managed to get an 18 as well. And then there was a big hiatus. Rick Baird did it in 2011. And then only last year was it done again. Wow. Well, we've got to speak to one of these guys that have got it. We have to get on. These are sporting superstars. That, and that's why, I'm bringing, that's why I'm asking you. Because we need to chat to. You're the king of getting interviews sorted. You've got Aaron Chen on the line. Yeah. Oh, we'll sort so it. So I'm, I'm just, I'm begging you. Well, I've never wanted to talk to someone more in my life. To be honest, I don't think they're going to be <laughs> flooded with requests. <laughs> I think this time next week we'll be chatting to, what are their names? Rick Baird? Rick Baird. And I'll have to find the other guy. I don't have it oh, on me at the moment. I, I guarantee you I'll get onto them during the you week. Guarantee? I, I guarantee? I reckon they've got a busier schedule than you think. Mate, they're not Tiger Woods. <laughs> they're putt-putt players. He's probably an accountant. We'll be, this time next week, we'll be talking to a putt-putt player. I guarantee you. I really want it to happen. He's a computer engineer, I bet. <laughs> He'll be thrilled for the phone call. He'll just want to chat. That's a, he's just a great bill post on Triple M. The home of putt-putt. Now, Will, there's a story coming out of South Australia that's caught your attention. There certainly has. Before that, yeah. here's a stat for you. What? I like a little uh, stat in the closer. Yeah. GWS have now beaten every team. 
That makes sense because they beat West Coast tonight. And before that, they beat Collingwood, who had not... Were they the two remainers? They were the two remainers this season. Ah. Collingwood, of course, Stevie J. I don't remember that he, game. He roved a ball off the pack and kicked a goal in the last minute. To don't sink, remember that game. To sink your magpies up there. Don't remember it. Really good win. Out of South Australia, last week we spoke about esports and mm. how the Adelaide Crows have bought an esports team. Yeah, and we had no idea about it. We spoke to Pete Corelli, who is a managing director on an esports company. Over and, there in Perth. And he tried to explain to us what it's about. I'm a little bit better off for speaking to him. Yeah, look, I'm no expert. No. <laughs> he wouldn't get me on a panel. Yeah. But I feel like I know a bit more now, and I'm, I'm more intrigued than I was. Yeah, it's like teams of computer game players. Well, it's just people behind computers yeah. playing. Nerds. <laughs> playing games against each playing other. Playing games. Yeah, yeah, in front of big crowds. Yeah, well, they, they earn millions of dollars. They do. So there's, there's something to I it. I haven't learned a cent from getting up to level 554 on Candy Crush. Yeah, all that pinball machine. Well, it's cost me, yeah. if anything. <laughs> if anything, just man hours. <laughs> um, now, during the week... They, there was this interview on uh, LOL Esports, LOL Esports, uh, I think that's League of Legends Esports. Yeah, so again, we're stepping out yeah, of our area of expertise. For people that are really knowledgeable on this subject, mm. I apologise for everything that's been said and will be said. But Nigel Smart from the Adelaide Crows, mm. of course. Smart by name, smart by nature. <laughs> Two-time premiership player, he's mm. an icon of the club. Mm. He was interviewed about the Adelaide Crows acquiring this esports team. They got a slice of the esports pie. Mm. And it, it caught everyone by surprise, particularly people that don't even know what esports are. And Nigel Smart has just uh, sort of explained the reasoning behind it. They just wanted to get involved. They think it's going to be a big thing soon. And then so, the interviewer was asked, what's your take on League of Legends, Nigel? Now, um, League of Legends is the game they all play, isn't it? Yeah. That's it's, a, a yeah. Very, it's sort of like if um, Lord of the Rings meets Avatar with wars and chess and lightning. Mm-hmm. and if, Yeah, all that. I'll stick to Candy Crush. <laughs> I've, I've really painted a bad picture there. But Nigel Smart said, it does surprise me. I've tried to play it. He's the, had a crack out of it. The guy said, oh, how's that going? Oh, already, it's my favorite image. Just Nigel Smart. Just, what the bloody hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> Big bald head. All just these dwarves are trying to stab me. I'm a bit old, but I can understand there's strategy. There's teamwork. There's tactics. There's a methodology about League of Legends. All those can be aligned to sport, which is quite interesting. Oh, well, good on Nigel so for having Nig- a cracker. Nigel Spart comparing uh, playing footy with uh, clicking a mouse. With clicking a mouse and, you know, using your thumbs yeah. on little joysticks. So I think uh, they've really got uh, something good happening here, Adelaide. Yeah. Well, we are going to be the home of esports, I think. We are. We had a big reaction last week to our esports interview. Huge reaction. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be big esports. Yeah. We should stop taking the piss out of it. Cause We're, I'm not taking the piss. I, I just read out Nigel Smart giving it a... Bit of a boost. Yeah, well, you know, it's the way of the future. You've got to stop. You've got to stop bringing up Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> <I think that's laughs> now, just before. You're really we, diminishing. Now, before we go, before we go, um, earlier in the show, we played a, a short clip from a video um, that a bloke over at Adelaide Oval Snapchatted last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it was pouring rain at Adelaide Oval, it was bucketing down, and there was a group of about 10 people up. Having to watch the game from the roof at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, we've had requests to play it again. Yeah, it's he he filmed him on his phone, and then you know you'd think he'd be sympathetic to ten people stuck up on the roof having to watch the football in the pouring rain for four quarters. I don't think sympathetic is the way that I'd describe his laugh.
Oh, thanks, Adelaide bloke. Well, oh. anyway, that's another week from us, Will and MJ. Yeah. You can check out our Facebook page, the Greenfield Post, and Will and MJ on Facebook. Yeah, They're and both there. and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That oh, helps cool. a great deal because uh, there's a few. We're taking some big names down Slowly lately. But surely, just a little subscribe and then yeah. little review. We've knocked off SEM. Only pos- <laughs> we want positive reviews. Yeah, on iTunes, on the iTunes podcast yeah. thing, you can five stars, nice little positive review. Have you told Mark Howard we're coming for him? Uh, not yet. The Howie Games, it's going under. Yeah, I think we took we took down the Howie Games this week. I, <laughs> we're think. Good, we're gonna so give, I won't tell Howie. We're absolutely going to sink that podcast. Uh, this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Just sign up and subscribe. That's all it takes. Just a little and a little review. Five stars. Don't on negative reviews. No. Just <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back at 10pm next Sunday night on Triple M. The Greenfield Post on Triple M.